Can we put our hands together, church? We're gonna worship. Come on. Come on, sing with us. You can have my yes. You can have my yes with no exception. I'm laying down my right to second guessing. You can have my yeah. I'm giving you my fear. I'm giving you my fear of never knowing. Whatever's coming next, I know you got me. And you can have my yes. You're the lamb, you're the lamb, you're the light, you're the cloud that guides me. I'm giving you my dreams I'm giving you my dreams And my ambitions Your presence is my prize And my provision I'll answer when you ask Oh, who could come against If you are for me Cause even in the fire I know you got me
on, church. Let's go. Let's go. Is everybody ready? Let's make our declarations. Can we do that? I want to welcome Vicki from Oregon, Colleen from, well, they just took it off the screen. Everywhere you're watching from, we love you guys. And thank you for the watch parties that are happening with our friends down in Tampa right now. Um, so just love all you guys. So let's, let's say this together. If you're new with us, just follow along on the screen and watch the bouncing ball. Here we go. I declare that I'm created in the image of God. I am blessed to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and take dominion. Put an amen on that. Come on. I declare that 2022 is my year of promise for me, my family, my finances, and my future. Wave at me if you believe that. Come on, y'all. I declare that according to 2 Corinthians 1.20, that all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen. Give me a loud yes and amen. Today, I open up my mind to receive the promises of God so I can think like God, be like God, and do life the way God intended for me to live. Now, take those hands and let's make them holy. Some of y'all, maybe your hands weren't holy this week, but we're going to make them holy right now because we're lifting them to God. He's, his presence, I'm just inviting His presence into your life, into your marriage, into your business, into your finances. Pray this with me. Come, Holy Spirit, help me elevate my thinking so I can elevate my life in Jesus' name. Welcome to High Level Thinking. Come on, y'all. Come on. So glad you're here. You may be seated, and I'm very excited about this series. It's an honor to be with you. Thank you so much for being in the house of God. Well, I hope you guys are ready to level up. I hope you want to be a high-level person in a low-level world. Come on. I hope that's a desire that you have. And uh, man, there's so much in this message that God has given me. I'm gonna try to get through it. Um, I'm excited about next weekend. Next weekend is Father's Day. And uh, Josh is gonna tag team with me. We're gonna have a great, great time. Encourage you to be here on Father's Day. It's gonna be amazing. But the big elevated thought you will never be able to level up until you're willing to grow up. You'll never be able to level up until you're willing to grow up. And uh, we've been talking about uh, in this series, leveling up core values. And I'm gonna get to that in a minute. But one of our core values here at Elevate Life Church is growth. We value growth. We you know, when you, when you put things on, on your stage, like high-level thinking, uh, hopefully that's, that becomes aspirational for you. Hopefully it's like, you know what? I want to think better. I want to be better. I want to do better. Anybody in, the, in this audience like that today? Come on. Like, God, God I want to think like you. We have the capacity as God's sons and God's daughters to actually think like him, be like him, do life like him, uh, to walk in a revelation of possibility that no matter what your life faces, because God's super has been added to your natural, no thing is impossible with God. Let's say it a different way. The angel said to Mary, with God, come on, y'all say it, all things are possible. And so that's the kind of atmosphere that you've stepped into. And uh, Chuck, throw me a little water here. Um, the atmosphere is kind of dry a little bit. And uh, so make sure y'all have something to drink too. All right, Hebrews 6, this is a very powerful scripture. Therefore, let us get past the elementary stage in the teachings about Christ. 
Let's just kind of stop right there. Let's get past the elementary, this is the Bible, the elementary stage in the teachings about Christ, advancing on to maturity and perfection and spiritual completeness, doing this without laying again a foundation of repentance from the dead works and of faith towards God, teaching about watchings, ritual purifications, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. In other words, those are the elementary things. Like, it's, 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 it's elementary. What, what's, what's, let's, let's get past the elementary part. The elementary part is you believe Jesus Christ is Lord. The elementary part is you believe God is your source. The elementary part is that you accept God's forgiveness through his son dying on a cross for your sins and you invite Jesus Christ into your heart. That's the elementary part. Uh, the elementary part is for you to actually desire to put God first in your life. So, so they make a list of elementary things, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that in a minute, but I just find it interesting. Like, let's get past the elementary stage of serving Christ and let's go ahead and go on into maturity. Everybody say level up. By the way, it's also good to have my friend Paul Reed here. I just saw you here. Paul, thank you for being here all the way from San Diego, right? What? Washington State. See, I don't know why I always think you're from San Diego. But uh, anyway, I have the privilege to coach Paul, and he's here this weekend for an event, stayed over for church as well. So thank you for being in the house and uh, for raising a great family, for being a kingdom-minded guy. And God's going to speak to you today, too. So I'm just honored to have you in the room as well. Give my friend a hand. Come on. Dr. Dr. Paul, so good to see you. So he goes on to say, let's, let's get past the elementary part. These are all important matters in which you should have been proficient long ago. Like, like you should have been more mature than you are. Has there ever been a point in your life where you realize, man, I should be more mature than I am right now? Uh, there's times I was joking with some of the people that we were, had the privilege to be a part of in our elite mastermind, but uh, I was joking about how with um, Pastor Sheila, you know, like there are a lot of times where we'll, you know, it'll start, I know y'all never do this in your marriage, but you can tell when it's going there. You know, getting a little tense. Now, Spencer, I know you can't, but your wife knows. Because uh, she, takes, she takes the triathlete that she is, and now I'm going to beat you down with that. No, I'm just kidding. But, but seriously, you kind of know when it's going there. And so, uh, so here, here's been part of my modus operandi. I'm going to give some of you guys some, some cues right here to level up if you'll, uh, if you'll take this. And we'll be talking about something, and, and I know she doesn't like the way I'm acting, Dustin. She doesn't like the way I'm acting, like in a moment, and, I, and I'll just stop and I'll say, man, I do not like the way I'm acting right now. That's what I say. Pastor Sheila's still in shock. She goes, well, I don't either. But guess what? Dr. Grapevine, she didn't have to tell me. I go, like, I do not like the way I'm acting right now. And, and so we'll talk a little bit more. And I'll say, man, I am going to get more mature. It's like all of a sudden, whatever she felt a need to tell me, I'm acknowledging I'm immature, and I'm acknowledging that I don't like my behavior right now. So anyway, it's very, it's very funny, but it actually really does work. And I'm very, I'm very sincere in that too. It's like, 
Like if you'll listen to yourself sometime. Like the way you talk to your kids, would you want to be talked to that way? Sometimes that's what happens. Like we don't even realize how we're coming across or to your spouse. Like there's certain things in our life that we should have been proficient in a long time ago. But there's some things that just take time, y'all. And there's going to be a shift today in Jesus' name. Come on. We're going to all be more mature when we leave today. And guess what? Mature is a word that comes from the financial world. You want your money to mature. You don't want your money to be immature. So these are all important matters in which you should have been proficient a long time ago. And we will do this, that is proceed to maturity if God permits. Somebody put an amen on that. Like how many of y'all want to mature? Come on. It's like how many of you want your children to mature? How many of you want your, I better not ask that, spouse to mature. No, no, like all the women can raise their hands, but no men need to raise your hand on that. She's already more mature than you and you know it. Girls mature. Where'd that come from? That might be in the Bible. But, but you know, it's just kind of true. It's like, what, what, is the, what is the deal? It's like, wow. So, and we will do this. What? That which precedes or progresses us towards maturity if God permits. And if the if God permits part is you can't mature in one thing without being open to mature in everything. So the way maturity works it's just like your money. Like your money can mature in one instrument or in one investment, but, but not mature in another investment. So when it says, and we will proceed in this if God permits, in other words, God will allow the benefits of us maturing, the ROI from us maturing to come back to us. That's what that's talking about. See, some people don't ever get, they never get on the benefit side. And I would say the delight side of the discipline side of serving God. You get that? So there's a discipline to serving God. There's like a, you, you like have to decide to discipline yourself, to allow yourself to be trained, allow yourself to be open to what God's speaking to you about. So if God permits, for it is impossible to restore, this is very interesting, to restore to repentance those who've once been enlightened spiritually and have tasted and consciously experienced the heavenly gift and have shared in the Holy Spirit and have tasted and consciously experienced the good word of God and the powers of this age to come, but then they've fallen away. Like it's, 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 it's not just hard to get that feeling back, but it's hard to go back when you should have been proficient in that and start over again. And yet that's a whole lot of people's life and their testimony. It is impossible to bring them back to repentance since they again nail the Son of God to the cross. Hmm. For as far as they are concerned, they're treating the death of Christ as if they were not saved by it and are holding him up again to public disgrace. You say, man, that's some strong language. That's, that's when you handle the gospel immaturely, it's as if you were putting Jesus back on the cross. That's what that's saying. In other words, you're not walking in your maturity, so you're not benefiting from being mature, 
And so you know a little bit about God. And, you know, it's like knowing a little bit about karate, you know. I know a little bit about karate. Like I can do a kata, you know. I can look like it. Oh. But I'm always reminded of that Harrison Ford movie when the guy's got the swords going and he's, it looks so beautiful. Harrison Ford's, wow. That's how the devil plays immature believers. He hits you, not with his best shot, he hits you with a cheap shot and you go for it. We'll talk about that in a minute. Now this is interesting. For soil, so here's the natural supernatural correlation. For soil that drinks the rain, which often falls onto it and produces crops, everybody say maturity. Useful to those for whose benefit it is cultivated, receives a blessing from God. So the soil that receives the rain and is able now to produce because of the rain that it's received, the soil gets a blessing from God. God says, I want you to be like that soil. That when you receive a word from God, that you don't just hear it, but you actually do it. You, you, don't, just, you don't just like get rained on and watch. Here's how some people get in church because they're immature. Like the word of God's going forth and they're complaining about getting wet. That's called offense. Oh man, oh man. He's talking to me. How, how do you know that? Like Josh, sweet little Josh. I tell Josh, Josh's authority is growing. His body's growing. In fact, I had a little conversation with him last week. Because listen, I know growth. I know how to grow. I know how to make my body grow. I know how to make my body shrink. The most weight I've ever gained in one day was 13 pounds. In one day. It's easy to do. Start by drinking a gallon of water. And there's six pounds. Or eight pounds, which is it? Thanks, Dustin. It's eight pounds. So if you want to gain eight pounds, just drink you a whole gallon of water. Doesn't that sound beautiful? Well, I do that every day. So every day I gain eight pounds of water. What does that water do? It begins to cleanse and wash. And wow, that's, that's pretty amazing. But I can't get on the scale and go, oh, I've gained eight pounds. I got to starve myself. I got to, no, you know what? In fact, if you're trying to lose weight, drink more water. Because it looks like you're gaining weight, but you're activating your blood, you're activating your brain, you're activating your metabolism. On and on and on I could go. And so the most I've lost in one day, correspondingly, is 13 pounds in one day. It's like, how is that possible? I do not know, but it's true. Every day, I fluctuate 5 to 10 pounds every day. Like every day. So if I get on the scale during the day, I'm going to go, oh, no, I'm gaining weight. But see, here's what happens. What happens is in our lives, we don't understand that God says, the soil that drinks the rain, which often falls on it and produces crops useful for those who benefit from its cultivation, receives a blessing for God, from God. I want to say, that's you. Some of you are not walking in the realm of blessing that you could be walking in because of areas of immaturity in your life. 
You get mad about the same things you got mad about five years ago. You, you, you got stuck when you got hurt, traumatized. Uh, I won't go into the story because it honestly, it just, it so frustrates me. I'd say something I shouldn't say. But our family has some pastor friends that they, they pastor a church together, just like we do as a family. But one by one, the children are falling away. The oldest son left the church. His mom and dad's church that they started. Now the son that took the church has left the church. And you know what he's saying now? He's saying, well, I found out when I went to a counselor for the first time that I had trauma that I didn't know I had. Really? So I'm just going to keep it down here just a second. So your counselor explained to you that you had trauma that you didn't have. So now you've got issues that you didn't know you had. That you had already overcome to be in the role that you've been in. But now you're not a pastor anymore because of the trauma that happened in your life that you didn't know about till you went to a counselor. Jesus. If I was unspiritual, I would say mother of God. What in the world? Like, it's made me more sensitive to people's trauma. Let me tell you something about your trauma. I don't want to minimize your trauma, but I want to tell you, the word of the living God has the power, not for your trauma to turn into your drama, but for your trauma to turn into triumph. That's what God wants to do. Not to minimize anything anybody's been through, but let's get mature. Let's don't go backwards because we found out we got some trauma that's become drama. Now listen, if you just want to hang out in your trauma, this is probably not your church. I'm, 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 listen, I, God wants you to be free. Come on, God wants you to be powerful. God wants you to understand that it starts with your thinking. It's the meaning you give meaning. When you're mature, this is one of the skill sets that you get. You actually have the power to give meaning to meaning. I can decide what that means to me, regardless of why they were doing it, regardless of what they meant, I can decide what it means to me. So Father's Day is next week. It's hard for some people because they did, they did not have a good father. You do have a good father. And guess what? God doesn't want something your parents did or didn't do to traumatize you. God wants you to learn from them. There's two ways to learn things. The hard way and the most difficult way. The most difficult way is when you have to go through it yourself. The hard way is when you have to be in a family or you have to be around people that you're learning from their negatives, not their positives. That's the hard way. There is no easy way to learn. There's no easy way to learn. You know, people that are really smart, uh, they can be what Calvin Coolidge called a educated derelict. And here's why they can be an educated derelict. Because they got all the knowledge, but what's the application? It's one thing to know a little bit about the Bible, but man, you start moving out of elementary school 
into God's school of dominion when you start maturing, and that's applying the word of God. Come on, y'all. So let's finish the verse, then I'll get to the message. I'm going to say it one more time. For the soil, sound the soil, that drinks the rain, the water of the word of God, that falls on it and produces crops, useful things in your life, and those people around you benefit from it, starting with your spouse, starting with your children, that soil, that person receives a blessing from God. But watch this. But if it persistently produces thorns and thistles, it is worthless and close to being cursed, and it ends up being burned. So in other words, we have a choice. What are you going to grow when the rain of God, or watch this, the rain of life falls on you? How are you going to decide to grow? Because you decide to grow. It's very powerful. So how do we level up? How do we, how do we grow up so we can level up? Like, again, that's just a, like, you know, I mean, I'm in some different circles and, and have been for a long time since really 19, since 1992. I've been in environments, largest leadership development seminars in the world. I've shared the platform for presidents. Many of you know this. I've been in different spaces, been in different rooms with people that, that are at the forefront of self-help, at the forefront of psychology, at the forefront of finances. Years ago, Susie Orman and I did about 30 events together uh, teaching people about money, teaching them about finances. She was the guru and had the book, but guess what? There was something on me because I had the proof that these principles work. So again, I could go on and on, but I want you to, I want you to, so in, in that world, it's like, level up! Come on, level up! Let me tell you, when you level up, every time you make a decision to do something that your flesh doesn't want to do, every time you decide to be disciplined in any area of your life, you're leveling up. Every time you choose best over what's good, you're leveling up. But you got to grow up so you can level up. So here's a couple of things. Number one, graduate from being an elementary Christian. I don't care how long you've been a Christian, just graduate from being an elementary Christian. Let me explain this. Elementary versus mature. We have my chalkboard back here. I just want to teach a little bit of elementary education today and hopefully balance it with a dose of maturity that from today forward, when God reigns on you, everybody around you will be able to, to, to be the beneficiary of the blessing of God that's on your life. Come on, come on. All right, so here we go. Elementary believes Jesus is the son of God. That's a good place to start. Like, but now they've got this backwards. So it's supposed to be opposite, so that's okay. So elementary believes Jesus is the son of God. Mature takes action based on what they believe. So it's elementary to say, yeah, did you, have you received Jesus in your heart? Yeah. What, where's the proof in your life? Are you walking by faith or by sight? Because it's elementary to receive Jesus Christ in your heart. And the truth is, some of you haven't done that and you can't figure out why your life isn't working. 
or why there's something on the inside of you that, that, that there's a cry for more. God made you for more. Let me say that again. God made you for more. That's where it starts. So our job is to believe, y'all know this, God's job is to do the bridge between our believing and God doing the impossible is our willingness to initiate and take action based on what we believe. Yes. 